Boys, welcome to the run home here in the beautiful city of Sydney. Miss Ol, you're in trouble with uh, Jace. Yeah, just dismissed that I was on today and said, oh, I wish Rat was on. I heard the start of the show. <laughs> you, you know why? I, I got Brooksy to clip it up. So I saw it must have been on the SENQ um, Instagram or something, uh, Rat saying he thinks Samoa can win the entire <laughs> yes, Pacific Championship. That. It was hilarious. Yeah. I was watching you going, what? And he goes, this is actually a better squad than Samoa. Have we got it here, tourists? Yeah, let's play Can it. I say, I think Samoa win it. That's my bold prediction. <laughs> Have you seen their team? Have yeah, you looked at their squad? I, I just, I look at that squad, you know, across the board, in the halves, um, in the middle, their outside backs. I just think, wow, this is, if they can get it together as a team, tell you, gee, I'm so impressed with the squad that they've made. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm so, I'm, I'm really excited to see them play. Boys. <laughs> Boys, Boys uh, I was on air. I was on air with him that night. I got the drug testing kit up straight away. <laughs> I tell you. I was just about uh, to say, look, I normally uh, agree with a lot of what Rat says that gets clipped up. Um, <laughs> when he was talking about their spine being outstanding, yeah. Stephen, <laughs> Crichton, yeah. Stephen Crichton playing six, who's a, a class centre, uh, but uh, Dijan Arce, who's been a journeyman in seven, uh, throughout his career so far. Jordan uh, Cham Kun Tong. Yeah, he played three of the best for Manly. <laughs> so <laughs> Don't worry, in our uh, in our WhatsApp group, as soon as Samoa oh. get like twenty points behind, yeah. we just absolutely hammer him. Oh, he he, he just goes into I'm silence. Glad. Just into silence. You never hear anything from Actually, him. Actually we haven't heard from anything from him all weekend, have yeah. we? <laughs> He'd be listening. Yeah. He'd be listening. Where he doesn't is have, he? He just sits at home in, in his man cave with his mahogany couch with his uh, cat on yeah. his lap, smoking a pipe yep. and yeah. just listening to the radio. He doesn't like his family. Mm. Yeah. I forget <laughs> sometimes he's got that he's got that peak Australian rugby coin. Yeah, yes. He got that yeah. big money. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, hey, how much do you reckon the spoons are worth that he knocked off from Buckingham Palace now? <laughs> do you reckon he's gonna they're gonna pop no, one, up on Gumtree one, one day? Yeah, it's a good yarn on that one. One spoon. Yeah, I rate it. And he fed the corgis it. as well. Fed the corgis. Uh, yeah. Boys, I've got a, a very humble Kiwi with me here. Um, he, he was talking down New Zealand's chances and said, oh, Argentina are going to be tough. I said, Scope, you're too humble, you Kiwis. You're going to yeah. thrash them. Now, they have thrashed them. They meet South Africa in the World Cup final again. It's going to be a clash of styles, isn't it? They were two very different games on the weekend. Not only that, not only that, Ian Foster, the coach of the All Blacks, after the World Cup, he's he's no longer. I mean, mm. Scott Robinson comes in. So there, there hasn't been that many, I suppose, but when you look, when you look across codes. Well, they felt as though the all-black well, New Zealand rugby was sort of starting to move away from what it was has been famous for, which is total dominance. So Scott Robinson has been a, a, a real fan favourite for many years. He's had, you know, wins in the in the, uh, the Super Rugby as well for an, um, a number of times. So he's always been a favourite. And Ian Foster looks like if they win the World Cup, he doesn't have a job. There's not many, too many sports where that happens. I know it Wallabies. happened in... Yeah, yeah well, it wouldn't surprise me. He was much maligned in New Zealand for a long time before, before this World Cup. Yeah, a really? lot of people okay. a lot of people been calling. They call him Fozzie over there. Um, yeah, they've been uh, looking to get rid of him for a while now. So it'll be, it'll be bittersweet, super bittersweet for him if he does indeed there get a the job done. There was a guy by the name of Norm, Norm Tipping. Now, he coached the St. George Dragons back in... The mid fifties, nineteen fifty six. They started their eleven run uh, in a row uh, premiers. He lost. He lost his job. He got voted out by the committee after they won their first premiership in nineteen fifty six. 
And he's a winning premiership winning wow. coach. And then Ken yeah, Carney took over run. and he won five. Jeez, they, haven't, they, haven't, they haven't changed much since George, have they? <laughs> Those are the good old years. Boys, yeah. there were some rumours around today, and I reckon Scope may have unlocked this on the run home this afternoon. Ryan Pappenhausen. It's been news that he's been shopped around to one Sydney club. Scope, can you fill the boys in on where you think you might be going? Well, I only found out about this. So this, this is, is the just, this is just a theory. This is just a theory. We, <laughs> we were just uh, spitballing here on the show. Um, I think the team that makes the most sense for a number of reasons is uh, is Parramatta. They're looking for some X factor. Um, it's believed that a team reached out to Melbourne inquiring about his services. Obviously, with what's the the form of Farlonga and that in particular in that Aussie game, uh, and, and then Pappy's injury history. But uh, yeah, I I just had. I had a guess and, and I threw one at the stumps and, and was thinking if the team's going to reach out, it, it might be Parramatta. What do you think, boys? So where does the King go? Where does, is Gutho on the centres? Yeah, is well, he... Gutho said, yeah. well, apparently he was part of the conversations early on when, you know, when it was first reported, everyone was like, what's going on with Gutho if they're talking about a yeah. fullback? But apparently he'd had a chat to Braden and, and he even said, I think he came out and said that he's the one that brought it up. So mm. um, he's, he's willing to accommodate if they are indeed to find someone that's better than him. Uh, would 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 Ryan Pappenhausen fill that X factor void that Parramatta have been looking for, boys? I'd find it very difficult to see the Melbourne Storm let potentially their best player go or yeah. one of their best mm. players. I mean, they very rarely churn their best players when they're in the middle of their careers. I mean, I know there's ankle injury. He's going to have a plate in that ankle, which I don't know. I'd, it won't slow him up, but will it, will it affect his mobility? Not quite sure, which mm. is change of direction, but... I think Melbourne Storm, out of everyone, have always been really great at never rushing their players. So I, I see Nick Maney being one of their centres next year. I see Pappy, their fullback, and Fa'alongo at 14. Mm. And just don't even rush Fa'alongo along. They, they do that better than anyone. I, yeah. Yeah. I'd find it really difficult. And it, at the end of the day, it's not up to Melbourne. It's up to Pappenhausen, isn't it? He can say, I'm not going to going anywhere. Yeah, you for know, sure. Yeah. So I'd, I don't know. I'd, I'd find that really difficult. I mean, they refuted it, which – doesn't mean much, but Melbourne usually stick to their guns pretty well. Uh, in other rugby news, uh, rugby league news, boys, uh, Andrew Webb says re-signed with the Warriors through to the end of 2028. So a bit of stability so there good. for the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. great signing. Yeah, everyone. There's a lot of people. I was, I was sitting around with some mates. I don't know what you guys think. I was sitting around with some mates, and they go, oh, I think the bubble will burst next year for the Warriors. I said, hang on a sec. You've got a coach the players love. They respect him so much. He's got this open-door policy where he's so approachable. They treat him like he's their friend, the mm. players do, which means obviously mm. they respect him, but he knows when to draw a line and be really serious and, and, and put the uh, the flamethrower on them. But in saying that, to get Roger Tuovasa-Shek back next year. That's big. Mm. That's just huge. I mean, um, yeah, it's I, I, was, I was fortunate enough to be over there for their – their presentation night. Yeah, and could we we should preface this and, and, and lay all our cards on the table. Sats is on their payroll <laughs> as their official master of ceremony. So <laughs> yeah. I, everyone needs to know that. So no, he's only no, going to no. speak him up, okay? No, that wasn't true at all. But I, I was over the presentation night. I watched him. Now, there was 500 people in the room mm. um, at the viaduct there, Scope. Yep. Yeah, viaduct, beautiful. Yep. Um, I watched him go to every table, 50 tables. I watched him and he went and thanked Every person that was there, you know, he's, he just, he's thrown himself amongst the community. The players love him. Uh, they joke around with him on stage and, you know, crack, have cracks at him as well. And you does know it remind I'd, you of Bellamy? Sorry, boys. Does it remind you of someone Completely like Bellamy? different relationship. Mm, you know, yeah. Bellamy, Bellamy, Bellamy was famous in Canberra as a player, both he and his wife, Wendy, that when new players would come to Canberra, they always went to the Bellamy's for, for dinner. 
He just made every player feel welcome. So yeah, when nice. he took over Melbourne in 2003, it was no surprise that he built this family in Melbourne and the players were like their own family amongst each other. So he cares about his players so much, Craig Bellamy. But we see this exterior where he just seems like he'd be a really hard nut to crack, but it's not the case, you know. But um, Webbs is a little bit more animated in the sense of jovial animation. Yeah. You know, one, one thing I appreciate or I enjoyed with Daly Ams when he, when he went up on stage to go get Coach of the Year and all the Penrith boys were pumped and, and getting up yeah. and slapping him. Yeah, that's and, cool. and that's generally a good indication uh, of, you know, you know, it's not only – it's not just a, an isolated Warriors situation. He was loved. You can tell he's beloved by all the players. I think Isaiah Yo, who's not really animated at all, got up mm. and, and slapped him on the bum as he was walking up. And uh, I think, you know, I was, I was looking at that going, geez, he just, he just must be a legend. Yeah, you're right. It's all about little, all those little quirks, isn't it? Mm. Scott, those little body body languages. Hey, I know you've already spoken about it, uh, Miss Sol. I would think, but while we've been uh, doing one of the other shows, but what about Kelly McEwen? Yeah, like, beast. Beast. Like, what was hundred and fifty odd thousand for number one swimmer of the world, the World Cup meet? Yeah, and... so she'll probably win that. It's good coin. That'll set her up for um, the next year leading into Paris. Um, Scope and I had a chat actually uh, on Saturday morning. Uh, about was in reference to Volkanovski. If he had have won that fight, it, would that make mm. him our best current athlete in Australia right now? Yeah. And one of the names that we tossed up to is is maybe Kaylee McEwen, our best athlete in Australia right now. Sam Kerr was another name that popped up. Mm. Dave uh, Warner. Yeah, <laughs> much maligned, but yeah, he's doing a job over there in India. Um, but yeah, Kaylee McEwen, absolute weapon. Um, I just wanted to talk about Pacific Championship, boys. I was yep. actually watching this New Zealand-Samoa game through a different lens on the weekend. So down here in New South Wales, we've got um, Madge Maguire coming in as, as head coach. And I was really interested to see how the New Zealand team performed through the New South Wales lens of this is our future representative coach. Um, how does he handle this New Zealand team? How does it look in comparison to the one that um, you know Australia ran out the, the week before? Is this would be a, an awkward time for Michael Maguire right now, right? No, uh, opposite. We spoke opposite, to free uh, hit. Yeah, we no, we spoke to Stacey Jones last week and I asked that question and he said, no, the boys are all behind him. They okay. lo- they, they they love Madge. So it was as soon as it launched that he was potentially taking the Blues job, and then when it was announced that he was, and he didn't confirm it himself, Madge, because he yeah. had other fish to fry. Yeah. Apparently, the first meeting he had, he just addressed it with the team. Anyone got any concerns? Get up. Voice them right now, and everyone said, "You know what, coach? We're behind you. Go for you. Go yep. for it." So, mm. I know there's, I know there's. And on Scope, I heard you actually it was last week. I think it was you were saying, "Oh, I'm not quite sure about it because you've got some of these second tier nations. You can convince them to try and play for New South Wales and and all this whole different tiers." And um, I can see there's some apprehension there, and there deserves to be some apprehension from from Kiwi fans and former players. But the players are behind him. The players, yeah, he addressed it straight away. They loved it how he just. He just um, knocked it straight on the head. And if anyone's got any concerns, he's happy to hear them and, and take them into consideration. But, yeah, for more reports, they'll, they'll fine. Yeah. But, what, what about, okay, but what about the Canberra team? Is it going to affect his role as assistant coach at the Raiders? Surely. I just think it's too much across the board. Like, I, I can see him I, – I think it's fine being the assistant coach for Canberra and doing New South Wales or being the assistant coach for Canberra and doing – New Zealand. I just can't see him juggling all three. And in particular, like my concern with being a, a Kiwi is uh, there's there's conversations that are that are had. Sats, you'd know this as well with young kids. That you know, eligibility for Queensland. That was sort of my point with it. Queensland, New South Wales, uh, and because we're a tier one country, then if you 
do go and represent New South Wales, you can't represent New Zealand. So if there's the the odd uh, play that falls under yeah, that you criteria. You were using Caelan Ponga as an yeah, example, Caelan exa- yeah. Pong is an example if he was a New South Welshman where um, you know, he would have been recruited heavily by New Zealand uh, before he debuted for, for the Maroons. Uh, because he would he would have been outstanding for us to play fullback, but he chose Queensland, and, ne- and now he can't represent uh, the Kiwi. So, there's, look, there only be a, a few cases like that. I just I just really do think it'll be a conflict of interest. But like you, you're saying, I, I'm familiar with a couple of the current players now, and they all love him. So, well, what happens, Scope, if New Zealand continue this form and dust Australia in this Pacific Championship? Can you sack him after that? Well, I, I don't think New Zealand rugby do want it. Sack him. I th- they don't want to sack him. Yeah, well, okay. the the reports are, uh, and you, you not boys if Tony m- Kemp has anything to say. <laughs> with it. <laughs> yeah, Tony Kemp's a, a, probably a little bit more animated than I am about it all. But um, yeah, like I, I don't know, guys. Can do you think he can can coach? Because it's a massive job these days. Like Origin, you know, it's only a what ten weeks of the season, but it feels like you've got to be on top of it uh, all year round these days. Well, it to seems as though that New be. South Wales Rugby League are treating it as a from financially, a part-time, a part-time role. Okay. So whether financially... Isn't it a half a mil? Well, we don't know where he's at financially in his life and whether it's whether he really needs to do the Raiders' job as well. But, yeah. I mean, he's going up against a guy, Billy Slater, from the minute the the mm. trials start in the NRL. I mean, he'll tell you, he just locks himself away on the weekends and he just studies every Queensland player. So Mate should be able to do it if... Mate, he puts the work in, doesn't he? Yeah, but Scope's right when it takes – when you're doing NRL. I mean, it's a beast, isn't it? Mm. Isn't it, Scope? I mean, you are just – when you think you've got to spend some time on, on Origin, you've got to try and park that and take a, a Raiders view. And then you've got to drop the Raiders and then you've got to spend So it some should time. be the Raiders he gives up, not, not New Zealand. They're you, different times of the year. Mm. I can understand where you're coming from with, you know, luring young up-and-coming players, but that's just something they have to deal with. But – I, I think the Raiders' job is the one that's in the way, mm. if anything. Yeah. And is it only a, is it only for a year until someone like Bellamy becomes available? I well, think it's a year-by-year year yeah. prospect. It's yeah. only a one-year deal. But it, mm. it, this would be – he has to come in and win. There's no way he keeps that job beyond one year. If Bellamy's come, becoming a free agent and New South Wales loses, it would be game over. Yeah, to Satz's point as well, it's such a big job. You're going against Billy. They've won the last two series. There's going to be so much pressure on that, let alone – What about New you, South Wales Rugby League? They're like, oh, we're struggling here. Like, let's cut back the role. Let's cut back the pay. Like, is that the way to bring nah, success? Seriously. Nah, or, origin's a full-time role now. Yeah. Mm. Whether you like it or well, not, 12 it's, a, months. it's a full-time role. You are, you are studying not only – but what makes it difficult is to only give him one year, for example, a year by year. You can't really build, you can't really build any base moving forward. Like you bring in development players who are possibly going to play a role next year and you're just going for broke for the one year that you got. And if you're going to go for broke, you need to spend as much time as humanly possible on ensuring that you, one, select the right players, two, yeah. do all your research. When it, when it comes down to injuries, uh, what sort of teammate they are, if they're a new teammate, into the tour. There's so much due but, diligence. But don't you do. think he'd be closer coaching week in, week out at the first grade level? He'd yeah, be but, seeing all that. Yeah, you are, but you've, you're taking it. You've got a different set of eyes when you're with, when you're linked to a club. Well, you're don't with, we just pick the Prender team anyway uh, with a couple of roosters, <laughs> a couple of South. No, it, it it's worked. easy. It hasn't worked. <laughs> Any Bulldogs players in there? Oh, probably Missile, not. I'm not sure. Probably. It depends if they're playing Curry knockout on. Hey, uh, can I ask you, Scope, <laughs> as a mad Bulldogs fan, um, does Blake Taft play fullback? 
Or does Stephen Crichton play fullback, or is it Taft fullbacks, Crichton centres? Yeah, well, it's, it's interesting. There's been some rumours. I've know heard that, some whispers. Yeah, it's I've been all over. The, yeah, it's been all over the shop, hasn't so it? So, boys, well, boys, the whispers I've been hearing is uh, Crichton at fullback, Taff at five eight, Sexton at halfback, and Burton in the centres. So I like Burton in the centres. Yeah, I like Burton in the centres as well. What actually. have you heard from Willie? I've heard the o- no, no. This is not from Willie. This is um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I signed out there for a second. What, what are you talking about now? <laughs> right, um, okay. Go I heard Crichton at six and Taff at four. Oh no, yeah. not after that kicking performance on the weekend. Well, right. you, he's getting some reps in anyway. And, and Matty, Matty Rogers loves him at six yeah. anyway. So. <laughs> Uh, uh, boys, one other discussion we had on today's show. I wanted to get your thoughts. Uh, the discussion came up, who is the best one-day international batter of all time for Australia? So David uh, Warner's name's obviously in the spotlight at the moment. Scope, Ricky Ponning. Scope, yours was? Uh, Michael Bevan. I love Michael You're Bevan. You're Michael right? Bevan. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm Adam Gilchrist. Sats, so you're, oh, you're yeah. Ponting man. I'm Ponting. You know, oh. he, he's either whether you look at the numbers, stats, um, so probably don't tell you everything, or is it? Is it regarded as the batter who saved Australia the most or created an innings the most? No, just the, the best batsman. Just the best. Just the best yeah. batsman. I'm going Ponting. I'm, I can't split Adam Gilchrist and Dean Jones. Mm. Yeah, that was Brooksy Brooksy was, Dean, was Jones. Dean Jones. Yeah. Smart man, Brooksy. <laughs> Sometimes. Remember that, remember that last ball win against the West Indies, Michael Bevan? Yeah. Straight the, SCG, straight down. Uh, yeah. Day, sorry. I, I think that's why I like Michael Bevan so much because for a number of reasons. One – you uh, probably there was more often than not he didn't he didn't get his eye in because he'd come in over thirty five to forty or whatever after really put on a score. But if he did come in, then they're probably under the pump and he's having to save the inning. So I can just remember you know dating back to those early two thousands, him just some historic you know saves and uh, just stabilised. Didn't yeah, he? yeah, that's 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 what sort of stands out with Bevan. You know for me I can't anyway. remember him as well because I would have been pretty young at the time and I was getting late at night by the time that Michael Bevan's coming yeah, in. So yeah. I had to go to bed. Michael <laughs> Bevan's just come in. Mum's out. I've bed. You're done. You wouldn't have seen Dean Jones then. No, um, <laughs> no I, Dean Jones. I, I just, I just. Are we? Why aren't we saying David Warner? Is it because of the personality? Is that the I reason? So. When I guess because yeah. he's still playing too. But, we, we like yeah. to reminisce backwards rather than present. And can I just say, my A grade for the day is you, Be- me. Yeah, because you are the. You just want to throw David Warner from the top of a building every other day. But as soon as he has a good, good winnings innings, he is just all over him. Like, <laughs> honestly, it's I'm doing it for Candice. <laughs> <laughs> He's on the bandwagon. Yeah, but it's mm-hmm. fine. We talk. We, we're talking to Andrew McDonald uh, on the show tonight. Oh, and we're nice. Gonna, we got to talk to him about it as well, yeah. like, because it's uh, he, he was around the one day team as well. He would have seen a, a few, but mm. growing up, my favourite cricketer was a bloke called Sean Graff from Victoria. I don't know what I mean. Kim Hughes was, but it, remember when? Oh, you wouldn't remember this, boys. You're too, pro- too probably too young. But there was Sean Graff, Simon O'Donnell. Yeah. And as much as I love Simon O'Donnell, I couldn't I couldn't pick him as my favourite player because my miso. Had the hots for him. Oh, <laughs> that's no good. So, a bit of a hall pass. He, bit of a hall pass. Yeah, yeah. Hall pass. And nice. he works at SCN, so we can't. I can't oh, take oh, it any functions. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. oh, that's a realistic hall pass. That's not good. Hey guys, can uh, can we leave you with an A grade, which is uh, yeah. an actual complaint received by Thomas Cook Travel mm. from dissatisfied customer, and this uh, dissatisfied customer wrote to uh, to them and said, my fiancé and I requested twin beds when we booked, but instead we were placed into a room with a king bed. We now hold you responsible and want to be reimbursed for the fact that I became pregnant. This was... <laughs> 
This would not have happened if you put us in a room that we booked. <laughs> These are complaints from England, though, right? So, I don't know. What about, they are. Thomas Cook Travelers and yep. English Cup. What about the one when they went to the beach? Oh, yeah. You're talking about – oh, yeah. They should not have allowed topless sunbathing on the beach we were at. It was very distracting for my husband who just wanted to relax. <laughs> <laughs> but in good news, he had somewhere to hang the towel. So it was... yeah, well, he came back and got her pregnant, so play on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that the same complaint? Same complaint, I think. <laughs> no, yeah. oh, thanks for joining us, boys. Have a good show. Uh, always... Who's on tomorrow? Is, is there anyone who hasn't hosted hey, this show yeah. yet? Is, what's the roster looking like, Brooksy? Yeah. Brooksy. Oh, it's it's all over the place. It's different combinations. Bath, yeah. bath down here. It's like a New South Wales Origin team. Like one yeah. in, one out. Mm. Scopes playing centre. He was a second rower all career. It's yeah. like the bulldog spine with but, all the different I'm combinations. Dam- I'm Damien Cook at the moment. I'm Damien <laughs> Cook. Yeah. So, now you're the third fill in, aren't you, Scope? Then yeah. wasn't wasn't soccer late scratching or something? Yeah. yeah. Well, socks socks preparing for the big bash, so he's on a strict fitness regime at the moment. What so would he's that like, be? He's, do, he's doing sand hills and push ups. <laughs> Bowl four sort of overs. Yeah. yeah, that's what. Seriously? Look, he reckons he's getting into shape. Expanded his run up. He's going to have five steps instead of four. Yeah. Uh, nice. All right, boys. Have a good See show. Boys. See you, boys. Bye.